God, I ask that you prepare our hearts for the message today, that you open them to receive your word. And Lord, for whatever conviction we may receive today, I just ask that you humble us enough to, to receive it um, and to walk towards you with open arms, God. We thank you so much for all of your blessings, Lord. And we ask that you continue to bring your kingdom here on earth. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Good. All right, Christ Church, uh, we are in our series, What Would Jesus uh, Undo? And Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at uh, uh, Christ Church. And uh, uh, we're in this series, uh, and it, it is a challenging uh, series for us uh, because it really does speak to things that need to change uh, in our lives, right? I mean, the, the WWJD bracelets were all about, you know, what would Jesus do, right? Trying to help us to imitate Jesus. But this series is about what would Jesus undo uh, in our lives. That is, what, what is it that offends him? What is it that, that he would just seek to, to really, literally just rip out of our lives uh, so it no longer uh, exists? So this is just a straightforward, challenging series for us uh, who are, uh, are Christ followers. What would Jesus uh, undo? And today uh, is, uh, man, it's one of those uh, difficult ones because we're going to talk about uh, hypocrisy, right? Uh, so a quick survey. Uh, how many of you would, uh, would say, well, okay, as we start talking about hypocrisy, yeah, sign me up. I'm kind of involved in that hypocrisy thing myself. How many would kind of own up to that? Okay, we only have a few spiritually honest people in the room, I see. Okay, I'll live with that. But how many of you would say you know somebody who's a hypocrite? more hands go up. Isn't that fascinating? It's so much easier to point that to somebody uh, around us. Right? How many of you would say that person is sitting right next to you? No, don't put your hands up. Don't do that. Don't do that. We don't want to do that, right? But yeah, the difficulty for us in, as we approach this experience, this series today, is the topic. It's easier for us to point to other people, right, than, than to really be spiritually honest uh, with, with ourselves on this particular topic. Uh, and the challenge for us as Christ followers, right? So if you're in your room today and you're already signed up and said, yep, yep, Jesus, you're Lord of my life, right? I'm going to follow you wherever you lead. Okay. Well, if, if you're a Christ follower, you need to know that unchurched and de-churched people look at you, look at us as the church, and say, this is the number three complaint about Christians. This is the number three re reason that unchurched, de-churched people don't come to the church. Because they look at the church and they say what? Well, those Christ followers, they're just a bunch of hypocrites, right? Number three, right? Number one is we're not inclusive. Number two is we're judgmental about everything. But number three is, ah, those Christians, they're just a bunch of uh, hypocrites. They're just a bunch of hypocrites. 
Now let's try to understand what we're talking about so we know what we really are here as we talk about hypocrisy and look at a definition of uh, what it means to be engaged in hypocrisy, right? So hypocrisy, by definition, uh, is a person who puts on a false appearance of virtue or religion or a person who acts in a contradiction to his or her own stated beliefs or feelings, right? Uh, so it, it, it's, you know, saying, you know, this is what I believe and this is what I stand for, but when you actually live it out and you put it into practice, it, it's something completely different, right? You, you don't live completely, consistently, authentically according to the beliefs and the, and the statements of what it means to be a Christ follower, and instead you, you live this, this falsehood, Right? Or you, you wear kind of wear that mask, right? If you go to the Greek word that is behind the word uh, that we ultimately translate hypocrite, if you go to the Greek word, that Greek word literally means someone who wears a mask. It comes out of the theater culture of Greek culture, and it says somebody who wears a mask, right? So you wear that mask, and you, you give the appearance outwardly of one thing, but the reality is you just simply live differently, right? You, you, try to, you try to cast this outward appearance and you live like everything's fine, but the reality is there's just stuff that's the reality of what's going on that you hide or you ignore. You got it? Let me give it to you in emoji language. How's that? We'll try a different track. Give it to you in emoji language, right? So in emoji language, you're, you're over here, and, and you kind of you wear the mask, right? And you say, everything's good, everything's fine, I'm a Christ follower, I'm right and tight with Jesus, right? But uh, in reality, what you're doing is this, right? You're not doing it his way. You're not following everything he says. You're not living up to what his word encourages you to do, right? Instead, you're, you're listening to other voices and including uh, your own, right? Uh, or you're doing this. You're, you're kind of over here going, everything's good, everything's white, Jesus is wonderful, and I'm a Christ follower, and I'm doing it his way, and everything's good. But deep inside, you're actually ignoring behaviors or feelings that you have that look like this. Can I say that in church? Just so you know, right? But you get the gist, right? Yeah, it's, it's this reality of facade, of wearing the mask, of not being authentic, not being honest and authentic. And ironically, that's what drives non-believers or, or de-church people away when we're not honest and authentic even with our weaknesses. Now, it would be easy for us as Christ followers to approach this topic and just say, well, yeah, of course, uh, the church, yes, we're all a bunch of hypocrites. Let's be spiritually honest, right? Hypocrisy engages all of us, right? So what do those non, uh, unchurch and de-church people expect? Absolutely, we're a bunch of hypocrites, and by the way, there's room for one more. Come on along, Right? The, the trouble with that is that would not take hypocrisy seriously. It would just say, well, yeah, that's, that's the way it is. We're just a bunch of hypocrites, and so, you know, come on along, right? It's kind of like this meme here. Not going to church because of hypocrites is like not going to the gym because there's out-of-shape people, right? 
Sure, of course, yes, we participate. I mean, we get the affirmation of Scripture, right? The Apostle Paul, what a guy. Man, he knew about life hardcore. And he says, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Key word there is all, right? All of us. So you folks, when I said raise your hand and you didn't, now you can. Because, hey, guess what? We're all in it. We're all in it. We all participate in the experience of putting on that mask, putting on that facade, when in reality there's stuff that we're ignoring, denying, and not authentically dealing with. I'll be honest with you, as I prepared this message, this was a hard message because Paul's right. What does he say? All of us fall short. Me too. I participate in that experience of hypocrisy because I'm broken just like the rest of you. The challenge for us, the invitation for us, is to understand we can't just slough it off. We can't just say, well, you know, yeah, it's, yeah church is a bunch of hypocrites. That's the way it is. There's room for one more. No, Jesus always deals seriously with hypocrisy. When we go into the scriptures and we look at how Jesus speaks and interacts with that experience of hypocrisy, he is dead serious about what he wants to undo uh, in our lives. We can see it here in the scripture as Paul, uh, the apostle Paul, writes to uh, Titus. And man, this... (laughs) This is Paul, authentic Paul, right? Um, And he nails this experience of hypocrisy. He starts out and he says, such people claim to know God. So what are they doing? Well, they're putting on one face, right? They're putting on this mask and saying, well, yeah, man, I'm right and tight. I'm all about God, all about God, right? Notice what he says next. But their actions prove that they really don't. So they say, they put on the mask that they do, but in actuality, how do they live? They live in hypocrisy, right? They live in hypocrisy. Now, how serious does he say this is? They are disgusting. Would you agree with me that that's kind of a harsh word? That's pretty serious gets even more serious. They won't obey God. They're living the facade. They're not living it out. They won't obey God. And they are too worthless to do anything good. Sound serious? Totally. Jesus is dead serious about undoing this in our lives. If if we look throughout the scriptures and we look at the witness that God's people give, uh, the the experience of hypocrisy and and dealing with that uh, occurs at least 17 times in the Bible. And we look at when Jesus dealt with it face to face, when Jesus deals with hypocrisy, it is one of the harshest, um, harshest experiences that he unleashes on those people who are trapped in hypocrisy. I mean, he just comes at them and doesn't mince words at all. We're going to look at a few of them. Most of them are in Matthew 23, but we're going to look at a few of them today. But just know, man, he, he comes 
bold, added, harsh words. He calls them snakes and vipers. He does not mess around when it comes to this thing of hypocrisy. And we even see him surprise us, just kind of shock us, as he, he physically deals with hypocrisy. He, he goes to Jerusalem, and he goes into the temple. And when he goes into the temple, what happens? He sees the money changers all about their greed. And he gets totally upset, and he turns over the tables of the money changers. And then he gives the explanation of why he does this. He does it because, says, wait, this is supposed to be a house of worship. And instead, you have turned it into greed. What's happening? It's supposed to look like this. And instead, they are living a false life and doing something absolutely contrary to what it's supposed to be. That would be hypocrisy. And he acts violently against this. I mean, it's, you, you read this part of the Scripture, the story in the Scripture, and, and you're just kind of like, wow, is that what happened to kind, loving, compassionate Jesus? Because he's whipping over tables. This is how serious he is about undoing this in our lives. If you look at Matthew 23, where he deals with it really hardcore, he says, What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? Who's he talking to? He's talking to religious people. So if you're already a Christ follower, right, he's talking to the folks who claim it, right? Over here, we're, yeah, oh, we're religious. We follow Jesus, right? So he's talking to the Pharisees who are supposed to be right with God, following religious law, right? And what does he call them? Hypocrites. Bald at it, right? Hypocrites. And look how serious this is for them. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. Now look at the next line. You won't go in yourselves. Won't go in where? The kingdom of heaven. You see, this is so serious that he undo this in our lives because eternity is part of the influence and potential consequence. He is so serious about undoing this in our lives. Now, as we talk about this, we've got to make sure we understand what, what he wants to deal with in our lives, what he's serious about, right? So when we look at this experience of hypocrisy as Jesus deals with it, we need to understand that, that he's not just concerned about the presence of sin. He's obviously concerned about that, but he's not just concerned about the presence of sin. What he's really unleashing his anger and undue frustration with is the ignoring and the acting like it doesn't exist. That's the hypocrisy, not the reality of sin. He deals with that. It is no, the hypocrisy is the ignoring and pretending as if somehow it doesn't exist. Look again at Matthew 23. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, right? So they give the appearance on the outside, everything's good. I'm fine with God. 
I'm a great follower. Boy, I say religious prayers in front of people. I've got my life all together following God. Everything's fantastic. So on the outside, you, you look like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but you ignore what's going on in the inside. You deny what's going on in the inside because on the inside, you're filled with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. What is he condemning? He's condemning the distance between the outside and the mask that you wear and the reality of what you live. He's condemning the distance between the outside of what you, what you claim or what you show and you're ignoring or denying the reality of what's really going on in your life. He's condemning hypocrisy. For us, modern-day Christians, it could be captured this way. I do whatever the Bible tells me to, except for the parts I choose to ignore because they're unrealistic or inconvenient. But boy, the rest of it, the rest of it, I live it for sure. You see the point? It is the distance between what he offers to us and asks of us and invites us to engage in and the reality of what we actually live. The distance of the mask that we pretend and the reality of what we deny. Now, so far, this has been a pretty straightforward uh, conversation, hopefully, right? And uh, pretty serious kind of stuff. Let me give you a good word. You ready? So if you've if you kind of lost track, come back to me now, okay? Don't miss the good word. As serious as Jesus is about this hypocrisy in our lives, his grace is greater than any hypocrisy you're experiencing. Don't miss that. His grace is greater than any hypocrisy that you're living right now. His love for you is greater than any hypocrisy you're living right now. What he won for you on the cross, the forgiveness that he won for you on the cross, the victory that he achieved for you is greater than anything you're ignoring or denying in your life right now. That his, his grace and his mercy what, what he is able, desired, and wishes to do for you in your life is absolutely greater than anything you would choose to ignore or deny in your life. Again, look at Matthew 23. He gives even those Pharisees this invitation of hope. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of the religious law, you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you're so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. Don't miss verse 26. You blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. What's he telling you? It is the invitation to let go of the mask, to let go of the facade, and to deal with whatever it is you're ignoring or denying in your life because you know 
His mercy is greater. We have absolutely nothing to fear. We can let go of all that fake stuff, and we can move into authentically dealing with whatever it is that we're ignoring or denying. For some of you, you've got stuff going in your life that you're, you know, you're kind of living and saying everything's great and good, but, but in reality, it's not. You, some of you, you've got relationships that you think, oh, everything's good on the outside, make it look really great, but in reality, you're struggling in that relationship. For some of you, just personally, you kind of, you know, live the life and you ignore and you make everything look good for everybody else, but in reality, you've got your own secrets going on that you're hiding from everybody else. You need to know that God already knows. And there is nothing going to shock him. And there is nothing that he can't overcome. Wisest guy in the world, Solomon. Smartest guy there ever was, Bible says. Smartest guy there ever was. He says, people who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive what? Guaranteed. You see, there's nothing that's going to shock God. And there's nothing that Jesus didn't overcome on the cross. There is nothing going on in your life that you somehow think you need to hide or ignore that he hasn't already dealt with and beat. And so the invitation, we can just come to him and let him undo. Let him undo that part of our life. You need more proof? There's this uh, follower of his named John. John was uh, one who followed him and witnessed all the things that he did. This is a guy who witnessed Jesus when he reached out and he touched people with leprosy, right? This is a guy who was there when Jesus healed sick people, right? This is a guy who was there when Jesus went and there was a dead person and he raised them back to life. This is a guy who was there when Jesus dealt with the worst of the worst of the worst, and he told them, you're forgiven. And he says, if we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. If, if we hold on to the hypocrisy and the facade and keep wearing the mask, right? We're just not living the truth. But if we confess our sins to him... He is faithful, and he is just, and he will forgive our sins, and he will cleanse us from absolutely all wickedness. There is nothing he hasn't already overcome. And we can let go of the mask. And the warning, verse 10, if we claim we've not sinned, if we keep wearing the mask, if we claim we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. We're still trapped in our hypocrisy. His grace is greater than any hypocrisy going on in your life. Not only that, Jesus has always displayed that he is compassionate and forgiving to sinners. 
Now, we've already seen and understood. He dealt relentlessly and harshly and seriously with hypocrisy, right? But in every instance, he deals compassionately with a sinner who comes to him and needs forgiveness. Mark, the Gospel of Mark, gives witness as Jesus was speaking and saying, hey, this is what I'm about. This is why I'm here. This is what I came for, right? He says, healthy people, they they don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, wearing the mask, living the hypocrisy, living the facade. I haven't come to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. There is nothing that he can't undo when you get authentic. There is nothing he hasn't already forgiven and overcome when you just take off the mask and you get authentic. Jesus is able to take us and undo that in our life and grow us beyond hypocrisy. Paul gives witness to this. The Apostle Paul says, shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way now that the Holy Spirit is giving us what? Life. You see, this is where life is. When we hold on to the mask, when we hold on to the facade, when we don't deal with the issues, when we don't get serious about doing it Jesus' way, we're stuck. We're just not living the life he wants us to live. But when we let go of the facade and we step into that authenticity, we let him just undo all of this junk in our life, then we really begin to live. We really begin to become alive. He says, if the old way, which brings condemnation, had some glorious about it, right? How much more glorious is the new way which makes us right with God. And here's the great irony. Those unchurched and de-churched people out there who look at us and say, ah, just a bunch of hypocrites, you know what they really want from us? Authenticity. Authenticity. They understand when we share our brokenness. They understand when we're honest and open with them in our own vulnerability. And what does God want from us? Authenticity. Take off the mask. Give up the facade. Let him undo the hypocrisy and be honest, open, real, and authentic. And let him undo and give us that new life. Now, Christ Church, we're serious about this, just like Jesus was serious about this. And we try to create the opportunity for you out there to be able to step into that. So if you're hearing this message today and you're feeling some conviction going on in your life, there are, there are people here at Christ Church who are just waiting to welcome you to deal with whatever it is going on in your life. We have a group here called Celebrate Recovery. It is an awesome group. Why? Because it's authentic people. They understand already everything we're talking about this morning. They, they have been through already 
and they are authentic, and they welcome anybody who comes in the door and is ready to let Jesus undo. They follow what Paul says here in Romans. He says, don't just pretend to love others, right, the facade. Don't just pretend to love others. Do what? Really love them. That's what this group gets. When, when you go there, it is a safe place, and there is nothing going to shock them. And no matter what you share, guess what? They are going to genuinely and really love you. Why? Because they have been genuinely and really loved already by the grace and the goodness of Christ. And if that's not the place for you, we got small groups around here. And those small groups are those same kind of places where you can just go and be with other Christ followers who understand grace. Don't try to go it alone. Get with another Christ follower and be able to be authentic and real. They won't pretend. They will really love. That means what? They're going to hate what is wrong. They're going to hate the hypocrisy. But they're going to love what? They're going to hold tight to what is good. They're going to love and hold tight to the truth of grace, of God's forgiveness in their lives and what he's ready to bring into you. They are going to love each other with a genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. I just want to give you the invitation this morning to understand how serious this is because we all fall short and we all participate in the reality of the facade compared to what Jesus asks of us. But you can let him undo that. You can let him undo whatever it is and just be authentic and nothing's going to shock him and there's nothing he hasn't already won victory over. And there are people here waiting to just genuinely love you. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Uh, thank you for a hard word this morning uh, that we all participate in. And Lord, I want to just pray this morning for uh, folks in the room who are struggling with just, just keeping the mask up. Uh, whether that's in... Uh, just stuff in their own life that they're keeping hidden and trying to ignore, uh, or whether that's stuff in relationships that uh, they just want to keep pretending everything's okay. Lord, we know your grace is enough, that your grace can undo and give us uh, forgiveness and life. So, Lord, we pray that you would just uh, let your Holy Spirit work this morning in this room, in those hearts, that you'd uh, encourage them to just seek other Christ followers, whether it's in Celebrate Recovery or a small group, whatever it is. Just seek out someone that they can uh, have come alongside them and genuinely love them the same way Jesus genuinely loves them. So, Lord, we come to you this morning and we ask that you would just unleash that grace and that compassion and help us to just be authentic, authentic in dealing with our brokenness and authentic in receiving the love you have for us in Jesus. It's in his precious name that we pray and ask.
Amen. Well, Jesus takes serious our